I am Miranda. This is Shivani. And episode 36. Seven? Episode thir- thir- 37, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Episode Oops, 37 of Sorry. Far From Normal. <laughs> so we have a guest today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I would. I'm Jeremy D. Hyde. Live in Bloomington, Illinois, and I am Miranda's dad. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to tell? You work in sales? Yes. I work um, for a company that sells chemicals to manufacturing companies primarily. Yeah. Helping their manufacturing processes, water treatment, that type of stuff. So I've, I've done that for almost uh, 20 years. Old man. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we invited my dad onto the episode today because he's running for something kind of like political-esque and we thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about and also it would be a good platform for him to talk about this and you know get people in our community interested in voting for him on the 6th. The 6th, yep. The 6th. Yep. Um, so we'll just hop on in. Um <laughs> so when did you first get interested in the position or actually you know at first I was very vague about the position so what is the inter- the v- position that you are applying for so I'm running for the uh, McLean County School District uh, Unit 5 uh, school board so they currently have three vacancies three spots to fill um, there's a total of six people running for those vacancies so um, yeah that's it. and like I say April 6th is the election day um, which is coming up soon, a week from Tuesday. Nice. And when did you start um, looking into doing this? Yeah, good question. So I actually, I've had, I've thought about this for years, um, but when, you know, you and Sydney and Justin were all here and none of you were driving yet, we were busy. Um, so it's something like, say, about four years ago, I kind of gave it a lot of thought, but, but just decided it just didn't make sense. Well, it might work too. Um, as you know, I used to travel a lot more than I do now. Um, and that's, uh, so I knew that the time commitment, as well as just being here for, for you know, my family, wasn't going to work out four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but my work is different. I'm not traveling. My overnights have uh, virtually gone away or, or nearly. So I've had got a little more free time. Yeah. You're gone. City's going to be going away in the fall. Um, Justin's getting a driver's license, so we won't see him. So mm-hmm. So I'll have some time, uh, you know, and, and really the time commitment, there's a fair bit of it, but it's, it's not like it's every day. It's, you know, uh, they have a, every two weeks, they have a school board meeting and then they have some meetings in between. So it's something that I've thought about for a long time. And the other thing was last year during the pandemic, that, that was a driving force uh, that kind of pushed me to, to do this. What about the pandemic made you want to do it? Yeah, well, a couple of things. Um, one, you know, uh, that I'm good friends with Tony Morstadter, uh, for the people that don't know, he's the CEO of the boys and girls club here in Bloomington normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we coached Justin's baseball team together, you know that. So, um, just talked to him last summer as we were having games and just talking about the kids that, that, uh, that belong to the boys and girls club, typically kids that are, um, you know, less, you know, or more financially disadvantaged, um, those type of things, you know, and, and, a lot of single parent kids were, you know, belong to boys and girls club mm-hmm. and just talking through him or talking to him about how it was impacting those kids. Um, you know, it broke my heart. I mean, I, I said all along with, with 
you guys, the, the learning from home, the remote learning, you could get by. We had good internet access. You're old enough to be able to, you know, you guys, when you were here for the, in the spring and then your brother and sister uh, in the fall, I knew that they would be okay. But there's a lot of kids that aren't. Yeah. That were not okay with the remote learning, with the hybrid learning. You know, I've talked to, part of what I've done, and I've asked a lot of people, you know, I say, hey, I want to talk to parents, students, teachers, uh, taxpayers. I've talked to a lot of people. It's part of what I, I you know, when I decided to do this, I want to hear from people. I want to hear feedback. And I talked to, it's been probably six weeks now, a lady that was telling me that she knew of somebody that had a son that was like, I think he was third grade. He was elementary, special needs kid, uh, student. Um, his mom was a nurse, single mother. Um, so he had to go to grandma's house in the fall once, you know, well, actually when they weren't in school, um, you know, grandma watched him while, while his mom went to work. And but grandma didn't have internet access. So from March of 13th of last year until they went back to school, he didn't attend classes. He had no education whatsoever. And he was a special needs kid to begin with. So he already had things working against him. Um, and, you know, a situation like that, that just it breaks my heart. It, it does. It's part of what uh, has motivated me to do this. Just, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to, to, to make a change, make a difference. But I thought, well, I got, I got to try to do something. Um, you know, and as I've said to you guys, I said, you know, you can sit back and complain about things, but if you don't actually try to make them better, um, you know, I've always said you don't have a right to complain unless you at least try to do something about it. So here I am. Shavon, do you have any questions? Yeah, no, that's a really, no, you're totally fine. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people I know who just complain a lot about things, but then they just don't actually do anything. Yeah. And it's just very hypocritical and it is a problem, but I have a lot of people for doing that lately. Like yeah, they were complaining about like Amazon and all these things, and I was like, "Yeah, but do you guys do anything to help, or do you just complain?" Yeah, people yeah. are so quick to just have an opinion on things and not do anything about it. But <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. Well, and that's what I, I told uh, you know told uh, your your mom, Randa. You know, I said I I've always told you guys that. I said you know you can't just complain about a teacher not being fair or something going on at school and just complain to complain that you got to do something or at least try to do something. You know, you aren't always going to be able to, but mm -hmm. I said, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So here I am trying <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. I know you said something about, um, you were thinking about doing this for like years. Did you have like a role model or like someone specific that kind of like inspired you to want to do something about the school board or? No, it's a good question. Not in particular. No, I mean, part of, you know, uh, part of what we've done through this, the candidates, we've talked to PTOs. I think we've done 20 plus PTO uh, discussions. And I always tell people, you know, I've had kids in the school district for 15 years. Um, you know, part of why we moved to Bloomington, a big part of why we moved to Bloomington, I actually transferred and worked for, out of uh, Decatur uh, with the company I transferred with, but we chose to live here because of the school district. Uh, Unified is a great school district. I, I think so. I mean, obviously they're not perfect, um, but uh, no school district is, but I think it's a good school district and I want to just try to keep it so that it has good programs uh, for its students, you know, continue to keep it uh, as a good program. So it's not like there was a particular person that I was, uh, you know, mentoring or, you know, that I was looking up to or inspired by. My inspiration was just to try to do what I can to help um, help the district. That's a big part of it. So, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. So, if 
you do make the school board. You said you had a lot of things um, COVID related that you're passionate about. And just in general, um, what are some of your goals if you make the school board? Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a good question. So, you know, the, the COVID, the pandemic is, is a big part of it, obviously. I mean, right now they're, they're working towards going back to school. Elementary is back full time. Right. Uh, junior high and high school go back four days a week. Started actually the day before the election. They go back on the 5th uh, to four days a week. So they're still having Wednesdays off. Uh, what I want to do is make sure that we figure out how to keep them there. You know, there's uh, until March of last year, the thought of a pandemic was, you know, nobody, I mean, we probably would never have considered that, right? I mean, I'm sure people had pandemic and, and emergency preparedness plans, stuff like that, but nobody, I think if you predict this craziness of the last year was going to happen, you uh, nobody would have believed you. Um, but now we've seen it. So we need to make sure that if there's another one or if there's something similar, um, we're a little more prepared. I think, you know, you get, you get caught off guard once, no, you get caught off guard. I mean, that happens, right? You get caught off guard twice. Eh, maybe you should, after the first time you should have done something to be prepared. So that's, that's one of the things I want to make sure that, that, that the school board or the school district does is make sure they're ready for the next disaster 2.0, whatever that is. Um, and, you know, figure out that they can make sure, obviously, you know, if it's real bad, you're going to have to do some remote learning, but I want to make sure that the focus is to get the kids in school. Um, I think, you know, another thing that, that I think the school district really going to need to focus on, it's going to be a challenge um, is getting these kids caught up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, some kid. you know, I've heard people say that their kids are, are thriving in, in hybrid and remote learning. But I think in general, I think that I would guess that probably more people have, have suffered as opposed to, to yeah. the ones that have done well. And they got to figure out how to get those kids caught up. Um, you know, one of the challenges, if you look around, the, you know, our state, you know, surrounding states, a lot of them have been back in person from since August. So those kids obviously are a step ahead. There's no, no two ways about it. And how um, how the school district works on getting those kids caught up is is going to be oh. going to be a challenge. Do you have any ideas for that? Well, you know, I do. Um, one thing I think that they they should do and look at doing. And I know summer school they've really expanded the summer school program right. by force, um, meaning the kids that are going to have to take summer school. I I think it was at least five times what it was last year. Um, it tells you how bad the kids are, are doing right now, how much yeah. people are struggling. Um, I think they should make, uh, figure out a way um, with some of the federal money that they're getting um, from the various relief packages to make it, um, uh, provide it to everybody, provide the opportunity. So if somebody, you know, whatever grade they're in, say they want to take a class, take a summer school course, um, provide that opportunity for them to do that. Yeah. Um, that's obviously there's a lot of costs associated with that, but but you know the the two or one point nine trillion dollar uh, relief package is supposed to provide funding to the school, so I think they should provide that as a an option, if you will, for all the the uh, families for their kids, but, you know, to try to get them caught up and and I think some of you know the kids that have struggled and and want to do well in school are going to see that as an opportunity. We'll take advantage of it. Um, I think that's one approach, um, short term. Uh, you know, that, that has some merit to it. Other than that, I mean, you know, a potential 
things of extending the school year, different stuff like that. I mean, there's challenges associated with doing that. There's costs associated with doing that. You have contracts with teachers. There's a lot at play there to get stuff like that done. Um, but it's things that should be looked at anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with um, kids being a little behind. I know my mom is a substitute and she would have to substitute like kindergartners and over online at a school. And she was always talking about how like they just weren't paying attention and that like mm -hmm. it really wasn't helping at all. And you can't control like kids over like online in the Zoom environment. It's really hard to keep their attention. So yeah, it's probably definitely gonna affect them in the long run if we don't mm -hmm. do something about it really soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And um, you were talking about like preparations for like a disaster, like 2.0. Do you have any ideas of like, how would we go, how would we go, we would go about that, like preparations? Well, I, I think some of the things that need to be done, you know, and some of the stuff is, I think, you know, the state and federal government, I'm assuming are going to do some, some assistance with stuff like, uh, you know, peep, you know, having PPE available and ready to go, um, you know, stockpiles that stuff available if and when it's ever needed again. Um, you know, contingency plans in place so that, you know, instead of, you know, just doing across the board, everybody go home and, and we're done, you know, educating now or we're done with, with the in-person learning now, figure out a way if you can stagger it. Um, look at potential alternative resources. Um, I've always, you know, one of the thoughts is, is uh, there's buildings available, you know, the, the Grossinger Motor Arena, they're using it now for vaccines, so it's not available at this point. But when this first started back in March, could that have been used in some way, shape or form? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what those answers are, but those, you know, I don't have all the details of that, but I, I think those are things that should be looked at and, and prepared for, you know, because you just never know. You also touched on, um, kind of the concepts of like equity helping people like catch up um and earlier you mentioned that you want to make you know all the voices heard so how have you been trying to do that in your campaign and how do you plan on doing that once you have the position or if you have a position I guess good question well part of what I've been doing is I've uh pretty much anybody I talk to I say I want to I want to uh you know in all the PTO meetings and, and my you know my most campaigns via Facebook because that's uh, seems to be the way they do it now, is I tell people to reach out. I want to talk to, you know, so you, you say to be able to, you know, allow people to have their voices be heard. I want to hear from them. And I'm going to continue to do that um, if I am elected. I want to, you know, reach out to me. I may not have the answers, um, but at least I want to I want to be able to, you know, give people the opportunity to tell me their thoughts and ideas. Um, because I think that's, you know, one of the other challenges I think that, that the school district had through all this, this pandemic was communications yeah. this last go around. What, and speaking with teachers, uh, that I, a few teachers I spoke with, that's one of their biggest frustrations were, were the, was the lack of communication or delay in communications. Um, you know, they would find out about something changing the, you know, the week before it happened, that type of stuff. Right. And I understand that you know, and you can't always prepare and, and be, you know, plan stuff out well in advance, but I think communication is a critical piece. And that's what I want to focus on. Um, I want people, if they have thoughts, ideas, concerns, reach out to me. Um, and, and I'm going to at least, you know, acknowledge and hear what they have to say. And, and if there's something that can be done to, to improve things, I want to do that. Because, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I have my thoughts and ideas. Um, but if I'm elected, I'm elected by the 
people that I'm representing. So I should be representing them. I should listen to them. Right. Uh, I think that's critical. And that's what I intend to do. Um, this is a little, little off topic, but like not really off topic, but um, do you have any like personal, like bad experiences with the school board? Like, have you tried to reach out them out to them and like had any bad experience with them just not listening? No, I really haven't. It's not, not that I've, you know, where I have done something like that and I was, I was frustrated. Um, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of stories I've heard about that. You know, people said they, they reached out to the school board and, and they didn't get a reply. I did um, in August, once, as soon as they made the decision to go to remote learning, I, I communicated with the superintendent and she, she replied yeah. within a few days um, and shared her thoughts and ideas and, and, uh, so, uh, you know, as far as that goes, I would say it's it's not uh, not like I felt like, hey, they've shunned me, and so therefore I, I have <laughs> I have an axe to grind or something. You know what I mean? It's I don't. It's nothing like that. I just I just feel like um, with especially with social media right now, communication is so critical. If if something, um, you know. If, if you're delayed in your communication, people get frustrated and, and then things spin out of control really quick. And so I just think being um, open and honest and upfront with as, with as many things as you can is the best way to go. Yeah, sure. How do you, how would you recommend that the school board like goes about making their communication more efficient and more available? That's, it's a good question. I mean, I think part of it is, is um, be more open in the decision making process. Mm. Again, referencing the pandemic and that because that's pretty easy to reference. It's a pretty big event that's happened this past year, right? Um, I felt, in my personal opinion, like you know, the decisions that were being made um, didn't have a whole lot of in, you know input from from yeah. stakeholders, students, um, teachers. You know, that's one thing the teachers told me. So we were, you know, we were asked, but our opinions didn't matter. They sent out a questionnaire to the parents back in August, um, you know, how many wanted to do in-person versus versus remote. Most, the majority wanted to do in-person and they chose to do remote. Uh, why send out the questionnaire? <laughs> um, yeah. Things, you know, just, so I guess that's part of it is what I want to do if, if, uh, if I am, like I say, fortunate enough to be elected is I'm going to have people, I want to rely on the people to, to communicate with me. I'm going to ask for that a lot saying, hey, here's, an issue that's coming before the board. Um, tell me your thoughts, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of different thoughts and different lot of ideas. And, and some of them are going to be, uh, you know, I may be able to do something about, it, and some of them I won't. But that's I, I, I want to just be open on it. That's the other thing, you know, right? You know, the decision, you know, they did establish uh, certain metrics, um, and then this last decision, the metrics, you know, when they put the elementary kids. Back, back full-time with the junior high and senior high or the, the high school kids weren't it was well we're gonna wait and see and it, it was it was a there's a lot of confusion as far as what the deciding factors were so i just feel like sharing that stuff yeah. um i had a question one second oh um so this is more of a broad scale type question so obviously you are running for school board, but have you learned anything about running for politics um, in general or running for something in general, um, that kind of stuff through yes, the process? Going through this process? Uh, yeah, I have. It's, you know, 
it's been interesting. I'll say that. I thought um, I, you know, would would get the, the signatures I needed, get on the ballot, um, give the opportunity to tell people, of, you know, why I'm running for school board, and then people would make a decision based on, you know, the best candidates possible. I did not expect the campaigning. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to this, um, that, you know, like I say, we've done probably 20 plus PTO meetings. Um, we have a, uh, tomorrow evening, the, uh, NAACP, we've got a candidate forum. There's one on Tuesday, um, the GOP of, uh, I think it's McLean County is doing a candidate forum. There's been a lot of, a lot of campaigning, you know, the getting signs out. It's, it's a lot more than I thought. I mean, some people that I'm, I'm running against, if, if you will, have raised thousands and thousands of dollars for, for campaign. Uh, I think one of them was $4,500 um, wow. doing a bunch of, a lot of fundraising. Holy, that's insane. Well, that's what I thought too. I, 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 but fundraising, different things. I thought I'm, to me, that just, I, I didn't see this. And I, I guess, I mean, I should have I was running, running for an elected office. I was, I didn't see this as a, a political campaign. I thought, I have some ideas. I want to be an advocate for the students. I'm going to put my name in the hat and hopefully people will, will hear my message. I think that makes sense. I did not expect it to be uh, as much of a political campaign as it has been. So it's been, uh, that's been interesting. So I have learned a lot. I've learned that I probably don't want to be in politics. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I enjoy doing. Right. It's very competitive. Um, do you think it's like more competitive than it was in p- previous years? Like, is it because of COVID and like people be all like having a very similar, like being upset mindset? Or do you think it's always this competitive? Yeah, good, that's a good question. And, and no, I don't think it is. I, I, I've looked at it in previous years. There's been some school board elections that have, people have uh, been elected uncontested. Mm. They had nobody running against them or, or not enough people running. So, yeah, it's it's very contested. And actually, it's interesting. A lot of the elections, is, it's the consolidated election that, that's taken place on April 6th. It's the mayors, um, the various uh, wards or, or elected people, city council, that type of stuff. And they're all pretty competitive right now. I think you're right. I think a lot of people, um, whether, you know, between the pandemic and people having thoughts and ideas and opinions on that, and really just the political discourse of our country is mm. sketchy for the last years, but um, that we <laughs> maybe don't want to get, or maybe we do want to get into, but uh, I think yeah. a lot of people are just, um, they want to have their voices heard, which which is good. I mean, I think that's a good thing. I have more questions, but Shivani, I'll give you a chance since I asked. No, 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 it's totally good. No, you're, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so I thought it was interesting that you said money was a super big element because that is obviously something that you see in politics, like everywhere. Um, I don't know. Just do you think that, I guess ethically, do you think it's right that it's so economically driven? I don't like it. It, it, it. Like I say, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I said to your mom, I'm, we're running for school board. You know, yeah, that's an important role, but it's, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, um, it, it's, you know, it's not like we're running for governor or a congressman or something huge. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, relatively low level, if you will, um, mm-hmm. political office. 
and to raise thousands of dollars to me, just it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the money, some of the fundraising that's done, there's the support that people are getting. That's that's a little interesting for me as well too. Um, you know, one of the the big. Um, uh, supporters or endorsers for the school board is is the teachers union, and right. I've said this you know, all you know, uh, and, and I believe this completely. The, what the teachers have done um, this past year through this pandemic is, it's, I guess, it's been nothing short of heroic. It really has because between the remote, hybrid, some kids in class, some not in class, the safety issues, um, it's it's been nothing short of heroic. Like I say, but. The, the teachers union actually reached out to all the candidates and asked, you know, said we are looking for candidates to endorse and to, to support financially and, and to, you know, advise their members to vote for. Um, and I chose not to participate in that process. Okay. I was actually the only candidate that, that didn't do it, hmm. um, which I found after the fact, maybe caught, you know, ruffled some feathers and caused some people to be upset that I didn't participate. But <laughs> I said that I felt that that presented a potential conflict of interest. And what I mean by that, the school board negotiates the contract with the teachers union. Um, so to be endorsed by the teachers union, yeah, I support teachers 110%, I really do. But to, to say the teachers union endorsed me and gave me money to be on the school board and down the road when their next contract comes up, I'm involved with that negotiations. I just thought that's that's a potential slippery slope, in my opinion. Okay. Maybe not. I don't. But I yeah. chose participating in it for that reason. I, I thought I, I didn't want to give. Like I said, I want there to be no doubt if I'm elected, if, you know, onto the school board, why I'm making decisions on that mm -hmm. board. It's going to be okay. for the students. It's uh, the students are number one. I don't want somebody to think, yeah, but he was endorsed by the school board, so maybe he's thinking about the or endorsed by the teachers union, so maybe he's thinking about the teachers first that's yeah. not going to be an issue for me because I, I chose not to pursue that. So stuff like that, just, I don't know. Like yeah. I say, it, it just sits weird with me. Right. That's going to, it's just such a wide scale question. It doesn't really like specifically attain, pertain to you, but I was just thinking like, you know, the, um, the law from like a few years ago that was like in the U S like any company can endorse any candidate with like a ton and ton and ton of money. What are your thoughts on that? Would you also disagree with that one? I, I do disagree with it. I think okay. that they, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the numbers, but if you look at the, you know, the last election, it's millions and millions and millions mm -hmm. of dollars are spent on these elections. Um, I just think we have better things we can be doing with with the money. You know, like I say, you know, just look at this example. It's, you know. Candidates are raising four thousand dollars. You know, if there's, let's say, there's all the six school board candidates raise combined, I'm making up a number fifteen thousand dollars. Or we use the fifteen thousand dollars for the school district for something that can yeah. help the students. You know what I mean? That obviously, I know that's, uh, you know, that's not, not to say that's going to be a direct correlation and say, hey, don't give me the money. Let's let's donate it to the school. But that the point is, I I think at all levels, I believe that. I think nationally in particular, the, the companies, the millions and millions of dollars that they donate to these campaigns. Again, it goes back to, I think the potential conflict of interest or even just the right. perception of a conflict of interest. I, I didn't even want to have there be a, perfect, perf, a perception of a conflict of interest. Right. 
shows up to do it. And I, I agree with you. I think it's at a at a across the country at all levels. I think it's it's an issue. Try. Um. Yeah. No. I. I just. I agree. I. I like. I'm just thinking as as we're ta- as we're talking. I'm figuring it, everything out. I didn't really understand kind of like what went into being a part of the school board. So I'm learning a lot as we're talking right now. So, um. Yeah. No. I totally agree with like there being a conflict of interest with money because that it. Yeah. I totally see how that would be a slippery slope and how there might be like underlying intentions and other agendas going on and sort of that kind of conflicting with a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, hmm. Do you think you have any um, like unique skills that would make you stand out among, or skills or just maybe experience that would make you stand out amongst other candidates? Yeah, I do. I appreciate it. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple things. Um, I went to uh, US, United States Merchant Marine Academy. Um, that was my, where I got my Bachelor of Science degree. Not a typical university experience. I was a federal military academy is what it was. And then when, upon graduation, I was in the Naval Reserves for 10 years. Um, so I think being, you know, being part of the military, it forces teamwork, camaraderie, being able to work with other people. That's going to be critical. There's seven people on the school board. Um, and, you know, so you got six other people you're going to have to, to work with um, mm-hmm. to make decisions. Um, so I think that's part of the, you know some of that background, like say in the military, you're 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 you have no choice mm-hmm. uh, but to to work well with people. And so you may or may not like them; it doesn't matter. You have to work with them um, to to you know achieve the goal of the mission. Um, and I think that's that that is one thing. The other thing is um, as Miranda touched on. I mean, I, I've been in chemical sales, worked for companies that sold chemicals for uh, twenty years, um, and it's a similar type of situation. You have a lot of people involved, a lot of stakeholders. Uh, you have the customer, you know, you have at, on the customer end, you have maybe an operator, you have uh, an environmental person, you may have somebody that, you know, CFO, you may have an owner. On our end, we have our ownership, my manager, me. You have a lot of people involved um, and you have to try to work things out. Um, so a lot of stakeholders have, uh, you know, some skin in the game, something involved with the decision process, which obviously in the school district, there's a bunch of that. You have the students, teachers, parents, administrators, taxpayers, you have a lot of people that are involved and you have to try to come up with solutions um, that satisfy everybody's needs as best as possible. And you're not gonna, it's, it's tough to have everybody happy. Mm-hmm. That'd be great if, if you can, but so those couple of things. And, and then also in the, the business world, I've been in charge, you know, regional sales manager, um, been responsible for profit, P&L, profit and loss, P&L for, for regions, uh, um, several million dollars. So the, the financial aspect of it is, you know, not to say I understand the, the financial aspects of the, the school district right now in, in a lot of detail, but I know how to, to, to do that type of stuff. I understand mm-hmm. about, you know, the P&L and, and making sure you're paying attention to, you know, being a a fiscally responsible uh, entity, if you will. I like the sliding in of the. I'm in the mil. I was in the military. Well, I mean, I, I you know, my opinions on that. I think it's helpful. I, uh, the, being in the military did a lot for me. If I had, yeah. um, and, and going to that the academy and going and being in the military helped me a lot. Helped me be the person mm-hmm. I am. So I don't know. Not to say that I wouldn't have accomplished, you know, 
good things in my life, but, but it certainly helped get me on a track that helped me to achieve good things. So, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I was thinking of this question while you were talking. So I asked kind of like what you've learned about politics, but I know like from individual conversations with you that you've also learned some other things, you've researched some stuff and that kind of stuff. So what kind of um, things have you learned about your beliefs or different beliefs in society or different things like that as you've um, started this campaign? Yeah, I like that. It's a good question. Um, so some of the things that, that I've learned um, and, and picked up on with conversation with people um, is I want to focus on uh, the, the key part being all students, um, making sure that all students have their opportunity to, to achieve, you know, their, their best, if you will. Um, so I've spoken with uh, a handful of folks that have children with special needs. Okay. I've learned about the special needs programs at schools and, and the pros and cons and challenges associated with that. Um, there's also obviously, uh, you know, the minority students, uh, underprivileged students, I, I want to focus on them. And I've, I've learned and tried to, you know, understand the challenges that they may deal with a little more than, than what I may have known or than what I did know prior to, to, to starting this campaign. And I want to continue to learn that because I, I don't obviously know the answers. I don't know the, the struggles that minority people, uh, minority students deal with because I'm, I'm not a minority student, but but I'd like to learn it and understand it and, and communicating with those students and with the families involved, there's going to be a big part of that. And I'm trying to do that. Um, and there's, you know, even the other things, you know, people of, of you know, sexuality, gay, you know, gay, you know, LG, I don't know, LGBT. Um, it's for me to understand. That. Um, you know, I've learned, and, and you know, we've had conversations about this. I, I don't understand the challenges associated with that, uh, again, because it's not been a part of my world. Um, but I want to make sure that I learn it and understand those challenges because uh, if, if, you know, if, if I'm elected, because it will be part of the students of Unit 5's world, and I need to at least have an understanding of what those challenges are for, for those folks as well. So that's that's part of it. I, you know, like I say, I tell people that I have a my perspective on the school district is a parent's perspective. You know, that's that's all I have. I've not been a teacher. I've not been a student in Unit 5. I've not been an administrator. I, I you know, I haven't been a minority in, in Unit 5. I don't know a lot of those those people's perspectives, but I want to learn it. Um, and that's a critical part is, like I say, I want to, I have to understand it if I'm going to do, uh, do a good job as representing the people. You know, I, I just have to. So that's, so I have learned some of that stuff. Um, I've got more to learn, and and uh, I look forward to that opportunity. Cool, I like it. Um, so we are pretty much out of time, but this has been super, super helpful to understand like who's running for the school board and getting an idea of like what we're looking into, and maybe help the people who are voting figure out you know if they're teetering on different candidates like this might have helped them so thank you so much for joining us this was amazing do you have any last yeah. thoughts that you want to share yes. really last thoughts is sort of what I've, I've alluded to is i'd love to hear from people um yes i'm, I'm on facebook is is where we're doing most of our campaign and i've put my you know my thoughts and beliefs and different ideas up there and i have an email address 
Um, if you search Jeremy D. High and Unified School Board, there's only one. Um, mm-hmm. Our school board candidates, I think everybody has has a website, or excuse me, everybody has a Facebook page that's running. So if you're, you know, you're going to be voting, um, check it out. You know, learn learn about the candidates and, and see. And then lastly is, uh, uh, you know, so like I said, I'd love to hear from folks. And then lastly is if, if you're interested, I'd love to have people vote for me on April 6th. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so reach out if you have any questions and you can look them up on Facebook, um, Unit 5. I'm sure all the information is in that description. We'll add it in the description as well. Um, yeah, do you have any final thoughts, Miranda? I think I'm good. All righty then. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Um, all right, so um, thank you for joining us again. That was This was yes, really, really you. helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, to our listeners, if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast and a Google Forms and the Instagram. So you can also leave any leave any questions, comments, concerns in there as mm-hmm. well. And we'll have our next episode next week and we'll see you later. And subscribe. And, like you know, and subscribe. Like and subscribe on YouTube as well. So leave any comments. That'd be greatly appreciated. Love you guys. Love you guys and we'll see Bye. you next week. Bye. Bye.